Well, I want to take the next few moments and just talk to you about something that honestly has been on my heart now uh, for a year. I've mentioned it on more than one occasion. As we're fasting and we're, we're seeking the Lord, one of the things we're asking him to do is, is to display his power in the lives of everyone who's in the room. Because every single one of us need all of his power that he wants to give to us. On the one hand, we could say that power is sourced in the Holy Spirit because it is. And Jesus was very, very clear in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. So nothing I'm going to say is in any way replacing Acts 1.8. In fact, we're, we're not negotiating minimums. We're talking about what do I need to do to be as filled with his presence as I possibly can. And I would say you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That word power, dunamis, you'll receive dynamite. Mighty power, supernatural power, miraculous power. God wants every single follower of Jesus to be as powerful as they can possibly be, to lead a powerful life, to demonstrate God's power, not only in our own life, but as we pray in the lives of others. This is something we should pray for other people. I would say this, if you want to know how to pray for me, at times people say, Pastor, could you, could you let me know how to pray for you? Let me just tell you, here's what I would say almost always, Ephesians 3, 16 through 20. Pray that, and I will be fully satisfied in the presence of the Lord. Let's read it. I want you to read this with me. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may, be, he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being. That word power there, dunamis. So Paul says, I'm praying that he'll strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ might dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power. This is a different uh, word than dunamis. This is a word that, that is really translated in other versions as strength. And I think more appropriately so. However, it only appears one time in the New Testament, so we can't get too dogmatic. He says that you might have strength together with all the saints, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know that love, that surpasses knowledge. That you might be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his dunamis, his power that works within us. This is a prayer for power. The first verse starts with power. The last verse ends with the word power. It's about God's power. In verse 16, I'll just, we're going to walk through it here verse by verse. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. The first thing God wants to do is he wants to take his power and expand our capacity on the inside. He wants to give us a greater internal capacity because we live life from the inside out. The bigger our heart, 
the bigger our spiritual understanding, the greater the power inside, the greater the power outside. Are you with me? I mean, I love, I love, I'm gonna give you a little illustration here. I, I love popcorn, and since we're all fasting, you know, don't you just kind of think of food? Like I walked into the grocery store not to buy food, but to buy something else. And when I walked in there, you could smell the bakery. They're, they're carrying St. George donuts over at Price Cutter, and you're just like, oh wow, I never smell those till now. But I love popcorn. I mean, I, I love plain popcorn. I'm partial to caramel popcorn. I just like popcorn. You know what makes popcorn pop? It's the moisture inside the kernel, and when it's heated, the steam, the moisture turns to steam, it expands, and the popcorn pops because what, uh, what's on the inside overpowers what's on the outside. And when it pops, you find there was more on the inside than there was on the outside. The reason why some Christians don't pop is because what's on the inside doesn't overpower what's on the outside because what's on the inside is not hot enough. <laughs> you know, that shell on that kernel is like your flesh. You know, it's holding everything inside hostage. But if you heat up what's on the inside, it will overcome the flesh on the outside. If you're red hot for Jesus, if your spiritual temperature is on fire for him, it's going to change the dynamic of your life. Paul is saying, I pray fire on your inside so it will increase the capacity you have on the outside. Now look at it in Ephesians 3.17. So that Christ might dwell in your hearts through faith. Listen, let me just say this. Christ isn't at home in a cold heart. Really what this is saying, that Christ may be down home in your heart, that he might be comfortable in your heart, that there's nothing in your heart, there's nothing in some of the rooms of your heart that you don't want him to see, that you're ashamed of, that you're hiding from everybody else, but he knows they're there. The way to have the power of Christ flowing through you Ask God to come and to touch you and to light your heart on fire so that Christ might be comfortable in your heart. Let the fire of the Spirit burn up the things that are displeasing to him. Notice the connection, would you, between it says that you may and that you being rooted and established in love. I want you to notice the connection between love and power. You have to have power to understand love, and you have to understand love to have power that reflects itself in the, you having the, full, the measure of the fullness of God. Ephesians 3.17, it says this, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power, or you may be strengthened, or it could read this way, that you might be able that you're able, together with all the saints, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. You and I will never be able to understand God's love unless God helps us understand it. Anybody who thinks they can just grasp it on their own doesn't understand what it's about. Paul says, I want you to understand the dimensions of love, how wide it is, how long it is, how high it is, how deep it is. 
that you and I would have a 360 view of God's love, that we would understand his love for us, that we would understand his love for people, that we would understand what it means to walk in his love, to demonstrate his love, to live in his love. And notice this, verse 19, you're going to have to have power in order to grasp the dimensions of his love, and you're going to have to have power in order to know this love. Why? Because it's a love that surpasses knowledge. What Paul's saying is you can't understand it naturally. You have to understand it supernaturally. And in order to do that, you have to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. On our own, we're never going to grasp we're never going to comprehend or be able to demonstrate the incredible love of God. So the first pursuit of power is that you and I would understand God's love. The reason why I say this is because a lot of people think the first pursuit of power is so I can pray for somebody and see them healed. And there, there certainly power can display itself in that way. But if your goal is that before you've grasped his love. Your ability to function in his power will be significantly diminished. Because until you understand his love for you and his love for people, and until you love him with the same love that he's poured into your heart, and you understand that, your ministry will be about you instead of about him. And when it's about you, it will diminish God's powers working you and through you. The first pursuit of love is that we might understand Christ's love, his love for the Father, his love for people, his love for the church, his love for the hurting. And when that love becomes the priority in our life, power will be released through our life. At the same time, at whatever point our praying for others becomes about us, we diminish God's ability to use us. This is the thing. You have to be, all of us need to be so consumed with a love for God and a love for people that it is as if we've forgotten about ourselves. See, some people honestly are too consumed with themselves when they pray for other people, which is why they don't pray with power when they pray for other people. And so this is something the Spirit of God has got to work in us. This is something, you know, honestly, and I'd shared a story, and I won't share it again. I think I've shared it a couple times, but uh, in my own journey, that the place we want to be is a place of forgetfulness about ourselves, and a place where we're consumed with the Lord first, another second, and that's all that matters to us. And that will be the moment that you pray significantly for other people and see his power work in their life. I would say as well that to receive from God, you've got to understand his love. There are some in the testimonies, and I'm not, I'm not being critical. I'm just using this as an illustration and challenging people to think about this. There are people at times who in their testimony say, well, you know, I didn't go forward because I didn't want to keep somebody else from being healed because I took, it's like they think God's got a limited amount of power and if he gives some to somebody or if he gives some to them, there won't be some for somebody else. That's a misunderstanding of God's power. There is no end to his power. His power is, he's, he's omnipotent. That means he has all power and when he expends power, he never loses power. So he can give power to everybody in this room and still have all the power he ever had for you. 
Furthermore, people feel unworthy or they feel they don't deserve it or they feel that somehow they're, they're taking up God's time. If you and I understand the love of God and we know how much he loves us and the depth with which he loves us and we understand how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, suddenly we realize it's in the heart of God to touch people, to heal people, to save people, to redeem people, to work in people's lives, and we move from begging him to do what's in his heart to do, and we move to working in concert with his will, and we're saying, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, because we understand his love. So what I'm suggesting is tonight, one of the things we want to do is say, God, would you please strengthen me by your spirit uh, in my inner being so that Christ might dwell in my heart through faith and that I, together with all the saints, might have the power, might be able to understand, to grasp how long and wide and high and deep is the love of Christ so that I might be filled to all the fullness of the measure of God because I've comprehended your great love. And when we get to that place, what happens is we put Jesus first and we're loving people and we're, we're making them the priority, not ourselves. We're going to see God do more than you and I could ask or imagine according to his power that works in us. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. God can do more than you can imagine. He can do immeasurably more. And sometimes we have trouble believing that he would or that, that he could. This is what I've loved about the series in Acts. It just simply repeatedly challenges us regarding God's willingness to work in the lives of people. I thought, all, I thought the week before, a couple weeks before Acts 19, I've thought about it all week, about and Paul did extraordinary. God did extraordinary miracles through the hands of Paul. And what's an extraordinary versus an ordinary miracle? And I thought about the revival in Argentina. And I thought about, you know, we mentioned it tonight. Uh, an ordinary miracle is he gives you three teeth. An extraordinary miracle is he gives you a full set of teeth. Some of you, though, when we talk about that, you're like, could that really happen? And the answer is absolutely. God delights in doing it. At Azusa Street, people received whole sets of teeth over and over and over again. In, in Argentina, it happened over and over and over again. So God delights in doing the extraordinary. And here's the thing. We're in a season where God is working and we're watching, we're watching what he does increase both in number and in intensity and in scope and scale of, of his working. I mean, we've seen now at least three people who've been healed of Parkinson's. That's amazing. I just know this as I've talked to people who, who traffic in, in a knowledge of what God is doing, people say, that's extraordinary. And I mean, we've seen God do so many amazing things, and I think God is opening all of our hearts up to the fact that there's nothing that's impossible for him. And we have to begin to settle those things in our heart so that when we pray, we're not, we're not uh, divided in our thinking. And we're not praying one thing and thinking another, like praying in Jesus' name and saying, boy, I hope this works. 
but we come to a place where we settle in our heart. God is a God who does miracles, that he's good, that he does miracles, that there's power in Jesus' name, and that he has healed now at this point easily 1,600 testimonies of healing that we've received in the last year, just in the last year. And you look at that, you just say, this is amazing. So if you're wanting to pray with greater power, and who doesn't want to do that? God wants us first to establish a foundation, a, a foundational understanding of love, of experiencing. Let him, ask him tonight, we're going to ask him to pour his love into us, not only in our hearts. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, he's poured his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. But then we want him to do Ephesians 3 and give us an ability to understand what is humanly not understandable. Lord, help us to love like you love. Listen, this week in the week of power, God is going to be bringing people from all over the area and from outside the area to come and be healed. This is a chance for us to love people and through the loving of people and the, the loving of Jesus like we've never loved him before, see his power do what we've never seen before, right?